0: Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join
1: us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea
0: only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating, so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week.
1: Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Hope everyone is having a hot girl summer or whatever kind of summer you want to have. So this episode was originally going to be a post Monster X concert experience, but a lot happened after the concert and we kind of have been feeling uh, some type of way for some weeks. So we were trying to get our thoughts together and right now we're a little angry by we, I mean, especially me right now. So if I get a little ranty, please forgive me. Laura has tried to tell me. Uh, to rein it in, and to not go too ham, but I feel how I feel, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and that's that, so we hope that you're down to co-release some anger with us today, and yeah, so the topic for today is Monster X and their company Starship. So we're pretty hardcore into Monsa X. It was one of the first groups that we both got into. And ever since, we've been head over heels in love with them. And we love to live our best Momba Bay lives. But unfortunately, their agency, Starship Entertainment, is, in my eyes, literally tanking them as a group. And before we get into any of what we're going to say, let us be very clear. The members have always gone above and beyond individually and as a group. To ensure their success, they work super hard. So anything negative that we say today, please know that we're talking specifically, and only about Starship, not about the members, by the way, we might call them starship a few times, because that's what Mombabe does. It's just like a way to be very clear about our stance on how they're managing them and what they're doing. So anyway, you know, Starship Entertainment plays super games, you win super prizes. And the prize today is having MI2K podcast talking shit about you. So here we go. But before <laughs> we jump into this takedown that I am so eager to get off my chest, let's start with a brief overview of Monster X for whomever needs a refresher or maybe a one-on-one. Depends on, you know, your thing. So Laura, please, uh, but let's let's get the anger down before we start. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so uh Monsta X debuted in 2015. They're a third-gen group. They actually debuted after participating in a reality-type show where trainees in Starship basically battled it out to debut as part of Monsta X. They currently have six members, Shonu, the leader, Minhyuk, Kion, Hyungwon, JooHoney, and I am they used to be seven and Wono used to be a part of the group up until 2019. We like them because personally, their music really resonates with me. They have a shit ton of personality and a lot of chemistry as a group. And they're just one of those one of the only groups I would say that feel grown up. I don't feel like I'm (laughs) Standing a bunch of prepubescent boys. <laughs> like
1: what a, like right? <laughs> what a concept. Right. What a concept.
0: And currently they have five active members. Shonu is currently in the military serving. And and we started on Monster X because I watched uh an episode of Celebrity Celebr- Bros.
1: Mm-hmm. Celebrity Bros. uh yeah.
0: with Jackson and Jew Honey and I watched it first because of Jackson, but as I, like, as I watched it, Jackson became an afterthought (laughs) and Honey became the main character, like period. I fell in love with his eyes, his personality, everything. And then, you know, I got into the group and shown Shonu captured my heart in my military life. Yes,
1: yeah, she is. Just to also mention as a disclaimer, maybe, I don't know, depends on who's going to watch this episode. Uh, <laughs> some people might be more sensitive about this or not, but we were not going to talk about Wano originally because again, it's, it's a sore subject for them and they clearly try to avoid mentioning any sort of OT-7 anything, but because part of the things that we're going to talk about are the mismanagement of Starship. One of the things that they clearly mismanaged was one was exit from the group. So we yeah. wanted to mention him because he existed. We we're not down with this whole thing that happens in the idol industry where a member leaves and then they never mention them again, and it's yeah. like they want to pretend that this person didn't exist, like they're Thanos. They snap their fingers and like they're gone and like never again. Like we're never there, borderline deleting them from the posters and like if they record the music, like they're really out. So. You know, it is what it is. One was there; he's no longer there, but we still keep an eye on him. So,
0: and and today uh, we decided to do like a little poll in Instagram just to see like everybody's opinion on Monster X. And a lot, I was overwhelmed by how many people voted OT7 when it came to Monster X. So based on that too, I think it's just right that we talk about him right now it's at 84 percent ot7 <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's yeah. i was a little surprised by that to be quite yeah. honest
1: so. uh the way that i met monster x actually funny enough this is the one group that laura did not fully introduce me to at first it was actually my dad because monster x had a full english album so when i came around and i was talking about bts and what i was learning my dad was like well, have you listened to monster x and i was like mm? Are you telling me about a k-pop group like what's going on here so that's how i got introduced and i consider them the third group that i let into my heart first being bts second was straight kids and then they're the third we love them because also there are no duds in that group everyone is incredible everyone fits in with each other like laura said they have unparalleled chemistry they really do feel like brothers so it's not like other groups where maybe we like all of them except one member, and you'll never hear us talking about that because we don't want to get canceled. But in this case, we don't have to worry about that because we genuinely love every single one of them.
0: So just a little bit about the members. We're going to start with Shonu my bias. <laughs> so cute. He's the oldest, born in 92. His animal representative animal is a bear, and it it makes sense. Once you get into them, like it just makes sense. He's a visual dancing choreography king, and he's a little dumb, (laughs) and I mean that in the nicest way, most loving way possible. But he's just his head's in the clouds a lot, I I should say. But he has a really big heart, and he's very very quiet, so he's not very entertaining in variety shows and variety shows or interviews. interviews. But but he. He's the leader that they need. In
1: Laura's defense, sorry, really quickly, he Mm -hmm. says about himself, he's like, I might be dumb, but I'm not a pushover. Like, he knows he's not the brightest bulb in the bunch, you know, so it is what it is. God gives us all a lot of blessings and whatever, and he got incredible visuals an incredible voice an incredible dancing talent, but the brain power, not necessarily there.
0: And it's okay because he has Minhyuk as like the, de facto leader when Shonu isn't there. And I'm sure when they're together, he still helps him out a lot. And, and Ming-hyuk is definitely not a pushover. He says what he says. He has opinions. He doesn't care. And I love that. He's a 93 liner and you will never catch him with a Pepsi in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he has made it extremely clear that even though five of the members are sponsored by pepsi he is not one of them
1: (laughs) his attitude is incredible after minhyuk we have kihyun who was my very first bias as soon as i started looking at pictures of monster x something about him called to me he's also a 93 liner he's represented by the hamster he's a vocalist and not only a vocalist but is one of the top three vocalists in Gen 3. Kihyun's vocals, if you watch that video of him belting with orange hair, that's all you need to see. And that's all you need to know. That's like, I bring receipts to this conversation, even though I don't need to, because again, go argue with the wall. He's incredible. And he's actually a little bit of a reformed bully. Some news came out about him that he had some, one of those like high school scandals. But because his scandal came out at the same time as like 30,000 other idols, his was kind of like brushed under the rug and no one really cared and he's also a very conservative prude he's not about that life of showing skin but we're getting him there we've gotten some more shows of skin lately and he's then his mom. from his mom yeah his mom requested it which thank you suegra i really really appreciate mother-in-law then we have young one he's a 94 liner represented by the turtle lead dancer visual actor dj model what doesn't this man do his resume is just never-ending cvs receipts never heard of them young one's resume took completely over um he's fit for literally all the careers in entertainment except mc because he's just such an introvert but a capitalist one yeah. so if it's if enough money's on the table he will do whatever it takes <laughs> and he's also ready to be a father as we all saw in the video of him at the daycare with uh, the little babies and just kind of taking over and him being like, I've never wanted to be a father until today. And then he's like, wait, what am I saying? Like completely under the spell. It was the best thing of all time. So yeah, that was great.
0: And then we get to Honey. He's also a 94 liner. His animals, the tiger, but also the bee, the bee because of his name and the tiger just because of how he looks it makes sense <laughs> just and I, and I
1: think also because of that episode where he was hypnotized and he was talking about his oh. last past life being a tiger I think people also connect True. him with that so
0: it just it all makes sense it all makes sense truly he, he's a rapper but also a vocalist I I know Keon has the best voice in the group like I know this but to me, the one that resonates the most is Jew Honey's because it just has so much feeling to it. Kathy made a little note and she called them the Dimple Emperor. And, like, honestly, yes. Have you <laughs> like, seen yes. better dimples
1: in K pop? And there's a lot no. of them, but no. no. Do any no, wins? No, no,
0: no, no. He's also the King of Aegio because, from what I understand, like, his face is so. His, his, his looks are so, like, aggressive and in your face. And apparently that's a bad thing. I don't know. I liked it. But apparently that's, like, a bad thing. So, like, he took Aigio as, like, a weapon to kind of
1: disarm people and, like, make them not be scared of him or make him, make them see him in a different light. Yeah.
0: He is, <laughs> as of maybe last year, Espa's fifth member. And he's, <laughs> he's on the he does better promotion for them That Starship for Monster X, so.
1: She said what she said. I did. And then last but not least, we have I Am. He became my second bias as soon as I saw him in that live with the jean shirt and the pony and the glasses and the no makeup and the camera and just all the things in that live <laughs> just spoke to my freaking soul. He's like the Jon Snow of K-pop with like his broody demeanor and just like, leave me alone he's like the most introverted and he's like he has like the lone wolf vibe about him he is a rapper but he's like a sing talking rapper he's not a typical rapper and he's really good at it uh he is definitely a visual at first i don't think people saw him as that but as time has gone by i think he has established himself as the piece of ass of the group like completely every time if there's a need for someone to be shirtless and, you know, like posing for magazines, it's I am every single time.
0: If Shonu isn't
1: there, I'm just saying. Shono's not shirtless in a bunch of magazines. Look at your receipts, mama. It's <sighs> I am. He's the one. Shonu's right. body is incredible. He You're should right. be shirtless You're and right. naked.
0: right. You're right. You're right
1: it's I right. am every time he's just Americanized I guess or because of his global attitude and he's not as reserved or whatever he's eager to be naked and shirtless all the time which he has per- a problem with
0: in performances Shono is the one that's mostly showing body isn't it
1: it depends right. on the on the era but yeah I think Shono most of the time will be wearing either crop something or jackets without shirts under Right. So I think uh, it's, it depends, I guess, on the setting. Shono is the stage one and IMS the magazine uh, photo shoot one. If this was a yearbook, he would be voted biggest transformation from, from debut until now. And mm-hmm. he is, again, a citizen of the world. His dad, uh, his job moved his dad a lot. So he lived in the States for a few years and he also lived in Israel so he has a more open-minded way about him and as a group they have two fully english albums and also a company that represents them in the west and then all the members are fairly proficient in english i think they're the only group out of all the ones that we stand that have this quality well you know maybe, it, not, shonu. maybe not shonu but again he's not he's not here to be the, the mouthpiece of the group that's not his job (laughs) but but they all kind of defend themselves pretty well so it's
0: very true so at their at the concert their english felt i mean i know i know it was practice and i know they have a teleprompter but it felt the most genuine genuine and like in the moment type of back and forth with the audience that i had seen in any k-pop concert Mm -hmm. you know Unless it's Eric Nam, but he, he's American, so it doesn't count.
1: Yeah. As I mentioned, I am double biased with I am and Kihyun. But I am ready to lay it all on the line for Juhani. Like, any day of the week. They are amazing with choreography. Like, their dance practices are incredible. If we take aside, like, 17, because we hadn't really started looking at their stuff. Uh, Monsta X was the most NSYNC choreography group for a while. Like, for us, whenever we would watch them. It was like their body types and the way that they move and stuff is very in sync, very coordinated. And I guess the fact that Shonu has such intense or big input in their choreos also helps with that. Mm. I don't know. I love Shonu with my entire existence. I really appreciate him for who he is. But after I saw him peeling that avocado, I have never been able to feel the same about him. So, um, yeah, there's that. I... If you don't, you might not know this about me because I think I haven't really talked about this in depth in a a podcast episode, but my entire personality is formed around my love for avocados. Like Laura named my segment Haas Queen from like Haas Avocados. But so anyway, seeing Shonu defile that avocado with a peeler was a little too much for me. Uh, So I'll come back at some point. But
0: look, he was trying his best. He was cooking out of a recipe. And that takes a lot of, that, that takes a lot of fr- How does from the
1: staff not intervene? If I had because been in that room- Because
0: it's perfect. It's perfect for TV. Like it's perfect.
1: I don't, I didn't you- finish that video. I wasn't able to finish. I wasn't able to keep watching that video. And the way Laura keeps making reels and every video that she makes that show news included, she includes that clip. It's it. torture to my soul. <laughs> like y'all don't understand. So but anyway- <laughs> Also, the, I really like something about them, and it's, you know, in, like, Stray Kids, they have these, like, songs that are clearly sexual, and they're trying to play them off like they're not. With Monsta X, there's no room for what this, what is this song about? Like, we we know what they're talking about, like... I am. It's like, God damn it, I like it. Kiss me down till I'm naked. Like, this is not about ice cream or anything else, like stupid. So I just really appreciate, like Laura mentioned at first, that they're grown, they're men, and they're not pandering to kids because it just makes us feel less dirty about Nikki. standing them. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess with that, we can go to the part of the episode where... I guess you've been waiting for a very long time to talk about. Kathy, please.
1: Yes, I have. So we would have been talking about the concert here, but we're going to get to that later because we need like a palate cleanser after I go in here. So we're going to, if you want to hear about the concert, you will see the timestamps and YouTube and Spotify, I guess just like speed up if you want to, but this is the anger part. So if you don't want to hear someone ranting, skip this. But if you want to be angry with me, welcome home. So here's the thing. There are no perfect K-pop agencies. We know this. Every single agency in K-pop, whether big or small, is trash in some way. I guess the other, the only one that I haven't heard anything bad about is Pletus and Hoshi just cried about how great they are. So maybe they're not trash, but everyone else, as far as I'm concerned, is absolute trash in one way or another. And they're all money hungry, which is understandable. They're here for the money and so are the kids. But as much as I'm willing to forgive that companies are businesses and that they might make mistakes, Starship seems like determined to screw them over or to do things wrong or to half-ass things. It's just a pattern at this point. So here are some of the ways that Starship has been and currently is monumentally, again, in my eyes, failing the members as well as Momba Biz. And this is not even everything. This is what I've been able to gather and Laura as well from the past like two years of being fans. But I know that for Momba Biz, I have been around since 2015. There's a lot more and they probably remember many other instances where Starship has just completely failed. So the survival show No Mercy was a terrible way to see them being formed. I watched No Mercy because I hate myself clearly, and I'm a masochist, and I want to be in pain. I hated every second of that show, and I think it was traumatic for all of them. Like, if you mention the name of the show, or if you say anything about how they came together, they're resentful towards it. The second thing is the handling of scandals. Monsta X. There's this thing on Twitter that talks about how Monsta X was really hitting their stride in 2019, and it seems like when a group is hitting their stride, and all other companies start getting afraid because their top performing groups might be having more competition now, all the scandals come out. And that seems to have been like what happened to Monster X. It was a very targeted, very specific, like time-wise effort. All the things happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, and and Starship did not know what to do with whatever was happening. Like they really did not. So just (laughs) a bunch of the scandals that happened around that time we have a section on Wono after this. So we'll talk about his scandals at that moment. But aside from that one, there was also a scandal that Shona was dating a married woman, which <laughs> gave Laura more joy than anyone should have based on a scandal.
0: It gave me it gave me joy, not because you know, you should date married people like you really shouldn't. <laughs> but but it gave me joy because that that wouldn't happen to Shono. like like it just it makes a lot of sense
1: yeah (laughs) when you see like the the uh, the agency explanation for a scandal most of the time we're like yeah right like that's PR that's not true yeah but with with Shono, that they were like he really didn't know this woman was married and we're like we believe it this would happen to him (laughs) like it really would so there was just a lot of scandals in 2019 That kind of put them in a very, like, between a rock and a hard place. And they had to make a lot of decisions at the time that changed the course of the history for the group permanently, and I think are still affecting them to this day, probably. The other thing is, all the members, well, not all of them, because some of them are very good boys, and they will never say things like this, but they're clearly overworked. By the agency Clearly. they've mentioned them before laura says it all the time like whenever they come out with music she's like when do they have time to bre- to rest when do they get breaks like they don't ever have time off they're always on doing something so yes. it just it just feels wrong because they had no limit then they went right into the dreaming so it was yes. a, the korean album then the english album mm-hmm. and then uh shape of love so it was like back to back to back like when do they have time to even like learn the songs
0: and they they had uh the mini the mini tour with uh jingle with ball. our heart radio and jingle ball like it was ridiculous they literally had no time to rest they have no time to rest and then in the middle of that Keon did his solo thing keon did a solo thing they're all working in in radio like they're just doing so so much plus they're modeling gigs like it's it's a lot they they There always is a Monster X comeback about to happen. It's never like, oh, it's been like a couple of months. Never.
1: All of them have their talents that they could be honing in to become more proficient and more self-sufficient at producing their own music. But with what time?
0: And with what studio?
1: Girl, (laughs) the the way I'm getting itchy, just uh, like, okay. So they've been around for seven years since 2015. And there's this TikTok account who's dedicated to posting clips of Minhyuk talking too much and talking shit about the company, which gives me so much life because I don't think I've ever seen an idol being so openly against their company while being in the company and like just talking all the shit. So Minhyuk has roasted them for making shitty merch, which is like, how are they going to how are they expected to make us want to buy their stuff when they wouldn't even want that themselves? And they're like, put that away. Like, what the hell? They've roasted them. Like, Mingheok has said that they've brought them shitty music. Like, they've brought songs to them that he's like, what are you you thinking about bringing us these songs? Like, this is trash. And thank God that, again, the members are good themselves because Johanny had, like, good songs in his repertoire at the moment that he was working on. So they were able to get good songs going for their album. But the company does not know how to source music for them. Or they're bringing them trash music, which, like, the fuck? And yeah. then on top of it, they're building like they just recently moved uh, buildings. Their agency and they don't have an in-house studio, so they have to go somewhere else to record. for a For a K-pop group that is international, that caters to the West, that does English albums, that it does promo abroad, that has a Western uh, label that represents them, you don't have a fucking in-house studio, Starship.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: The fuck. <laughs>
0: That my that's God. actually
1: ridiculous. Especially I, with I have a recording studio in my house at this point <laughs> with this podcast. Like
0: <laughs> Especially like- with the members so talented. Like that is such a waste of time, money, everything. Like if you really are smart like juice them for everything they have put a studio in the freaking building like (laughs) and they're they're not their only group or their only
1: successful group like before x they had sistar now they also have gravity and they have other groups coming out don't tell me that it's like they're the only they have more groups like you need a studio in-house so people can come and like can you imagine how much juhan would have produced or worked if he had the equipment Available to
0: him, literally, like it makes no business sense. Like you have one
1: job, (laughs) like you are a music label, and you have other music (laughs) sub labels under you, and you don't have an in house fucking. Oh my god,
0: Uh, it's
1: funny. I'm heated. I'm literally hot.
0: Aside from not having a recording studio, they also don't always seem very prepared prepared in interviews they it, it it sometimes feels like they're just thrown to the wolves and kind of made to figure out what to say especially when they do English interviews usually you know artists get the questions beforehand and they agree with it with with the interviewer or either they just prepare for every possible question, but it just feels sometimes where it's kind of like, here like, you go. They're, like they're Answer. saving
1: money on the interpreter because I am lived here. So they're expecting him to be the mouthpiece of the group and speak for everyone. But he doesn't live here. He doesn't have that dominion of English to talk about music things in English because he doesn't live his life and his musical life in English. So it doesn't make any sense. Like I'll speak very mm-hmm. bluntly here. When I I love Zach Sang interviews, I think he's one of the more talented interviewers in uh, music right now. And I really enjoy when anyone goes there. And I think he has been giving K-pop a lot of spotlight, which is great. And he's fucked up with other interviews. But with the Monster X interview in particular, it was a complete train fucking wreck. It wasn't really their fault. Like it was on both sides because he was kind of confusing them with straight kids. And I, I was ready to throw hands that day they were asking them like oh you know you have an english album now with the dreaming like what are the songs about did you write the songs and like i am as a very honest person he's not beating around the bush and he's just like no we didn't write the songs like the agency just brought them to us and it's the message that we want to get across to Mumbai bay but like he didn't have the the wording to express (laughs) that in a way that would sell them to the audience in in a in a good way because like to me like I love them they don't need to sell me on their shit I will literally eat up whatever they give me because I know that they work so hard but what they should have said something like you know the agency at this point knows us so well that they know how we like to express our feelings in Korean and they brought on writers and songs that really resonate with the same messages that we do to our fans, uh, and domestically. So this is what we wanted to express internationally. Like there was a, a, a way to say it nicely.
0: Oh, you can just fucking lie and say, well, we were very involved. And then they took our Korean thoughts and made them in English. Like who would have known? <laughs> which,
1: which again, you know, props to I am for being so honest, like all of them, the, the positive side of them not being prepared is that everything that they give us is pretty genuine.
0: That's and we true.
1: appreciate that about them. But again, there's just ways to say things. And that's why you have press briefings and PR people that help you and translators who can help along the situation because they're also prepared to improve the answers a little bit if Mm -hmm. needed or or add more fluff. So the Zach Sang interview was a train wreck and a, a big letdown. And I don't think it did them any favors for anyone who was listening who didn't know them did not fall in love with them based off that interview. Mm -hmm. and it was because they didn't have a translator to help them uh to help the rest of the members too because I am also doesn't like to talk like it's not just like it's it's not his job it's he's not extroverted it's not his job and it's not something he enjoys to do to like talk to people about things especially repeating the same thing over and over it exhausts him like you literally set them up to fail and like that was one of the biggest chances for their u.s tour and for their u.s press like activities so
0: he also zach zang also asked the question about wono that was neither here nor there like if you're trying to be edgy that it's not the place to do it they were and obviously, i don't think he was invisibly... trying to be
1: edgy like he was like oh you know you already lost a member so how does it feel now that shown was in the military
0: yeah it, it just it was ill researched by him And it, they were visibly uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the interview because I just couldn't stomach it, and but I did see that one little part, and I almost died.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like again, uh, Zach is pretty like adamant about having a lot of K-pop acts Mm -hmm. in his show, but he's not us that are like doing the research and finding out the cultural aspect and the historical stuff, like. He's just doing like a American style interview and mm-hmm. Korean people are not used to that. So mm-hmm. all of them were shook. Like their facial expressions when he asked that question. Cause again, he's like, oh, you guys started as a seven and now you were six, but then now Sean was in the military. So how does it feel to have your leader gone? What kind of
0: it makes sense to ask that in a American inner like it's it you
1: can ask like oh you know like now that Sean was in the military how are you guys distributing duties yeah yeah for again, sure again <laughs> this is my application to be a PR person like there's a there's a way to ask things and to answer things it's in a terrible. way that makes sense like
0: it's terrible
1: the question was terrible and they we're not prepared for it like they no. you know scalped poor 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 guys poor guys so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah and again it's all starship's fault laura runs our social media so i think she can talk to how most groups if you go into their feeds you're going to get a pretty cohesive experience Mm -hmm. and posts that are enticing to see they offer a a beautiful feed and and an an aesthetically pleasing social media experience that is cohesive and stuff when you look at monster access feed not there
0: like uh, one of the groups that comes to mind, and they're not even part of a big company, and from what I understand, their company's not that great either to begin with, but at least their social media, they have a comeback coming, the boys, mm-hmm. they have a comeback coming, and their social media, like their Instagram feed for this new comeback is absolutely delicious. It is pleasing. It makes sense. It makes me excited for like the new posts that are coming up even dispatch like with with and and they don't even have a very cohesive feed because they're just putting paparazzi pictures but at least with the things that they do for the different groups that they kind of work with it's cohesive and like it makes sense monster x has one post every like three months it never makes sense and even, and when, they, and even
1: when they were on tour and they had constant posts all they were posting was like them getting off stage and saying hi to the camera sweaty at the end of the show with their Mm -hmm. tour shirts and their and their jeans which I definitely appreciated as a thirst bucket that I am but what kind of content is that for people that are like you know on Instagram you should be showing snippets of the show not like the music because okay whatever they're on concert you want to keep it a surprise but like put some music over it of like them dancing and like yeah get some like glistening skin shots and them just looking sexy and the crowd going crazy like there was none of that like they had so many opportunities to diversify the content during the the concerts no that's what starship should pay for like you should pay Mm. for a quality social media person because that's also how people find you
0: this next bullet point that we wrote here gets me super heated
1: (laughs) i'm so angry (laughs)
0: I'm so angry. so angry. So guys, if you don't know, you problem spoke to my soul. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know where it came from or why it's there, but it literally holds a very special place in my heart. And it pains me every time I see the number count or the view count in their music video because it's never as high as it should be. That video is a work of art like and I don't I don't mean maybe because of the cinema cinematography or anything like that I just mean the members look so fucking good like every single one of them was in their time like they look amazing and nobody's watching and it pains me
1: it's such a cute song it would have totally been a bop for the airwaves in America had it been marketed correctly Uh, Because it's poppy, it it was just like a good time in the middle of a you know, uh, the what the Omarion variant at the time, like (laughs) for for the Panini. So (laughs) the video flagged on YouTube. Uh, So it was just the timing was ripe for it to be a hit and for them to really like do it right. And again, it's not them, it's the company and their mm-hmm. shitty promotions and their shitty whatever. Because I don't know who, what, like their Western label, I don't know how much responsibility they have over the English album, over Starship. Like, I don't know how they divide their responsibilities behind the scenes. But the fact that You Problem is not even in the double digits views-wise on YouTube, like, yeah, granted, all their content has slightly less views ever since was not around. Because understandably so. But
0: again, the fuck? Not this even one? 10
1: million views for You Problem?
0: It's been months. Hard, which is a smaller group just in general, has way more views in the song that came out like two, three weeks ago?
1: No, it's been a little bit longer. But yeah, they got they got 25 million views in like a week. In a week! And You Problem couldn't do that? The fuck? <laughs> I don't know I don't know if, like, I should call out an international Mamba Bay for, like, not doing our part or what. But, like, honestly, because it doesn't make any sense. I know. I, but Maya just, knows it, too. <laughs> and anyway. then we'll, we'll, we'll speed up the rest of this because uh, yeah. we don't want to keep ranting too much. But yeah. uh, their tour communication or communication in general is very lackluster. Fans complained left and right that Ticketmaster was sending emails to certain venues about the tour getting, getting postponed but then we didn't have a cohesive understanding of whether the tour was canceled or postponed as a whole or whether we're going to show up at certain cities. Like, we didn't know what was going on. It was like, Ticketmaster shouldn't be telling your fans what's going on before you do when you have Fan Cafe, Twitter, all of social media and the members at your disposal to, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, send the message. So when they postponed the the tour, when they were coming in February, I think we found out like just a couple weeks before they came here, but we were in the first stop. A lot of people found out like the week of, of like, cause the, the first stop was coming and people had travel plans and hotel accommodations and flights and, you know, people, uh, dog sitting their pets. Like you, you have to make arrangements when you're traveling for concerts and things like that. And for a company to wait up until a week before, uh, or less than to announce that the tour is postponed yet again for the third time.
0: Complete disregard for the fans. In terms of merch in this particular concert, we really like these shirts. We did, but they're not good quality shirts. No, they're not. They feel like actually, you know, elementary school. Uh, I was gonna say when you go to trips. college,
1: when you go to college, and they give you those free shirts or orientation. <laughs> those are like feel $5. better than
0: this. Does feel better than this the 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 graphic is rough it, it yeah. just honestly like I can make this better with my cricket this is gross I it just I love them and this was a cute design in the idea but the execution is terrible zero out of ten would not recommend
1: and the fact that they didn't have the light stick at all <laughs> at any of the tour stops <laughs> was actually <laughs> offensive like fully offensive but the (laughs) worst offense of it all was that they had like this elevated glow stick situation that looked like a dildo I don't know but like I I know that like the in front of us at the concert it was like a a woman and her husband and like he went to buy her one because like I guess she felt left out without a light stick and I was like mama you would have been better off with nothing (laughs) like that is (laughs) not it
0: it was 45 fucking dollars.
1: For a dildo Why? fucking light. Like,
0: it literally looked like you get it at the dollar store. And I'm not saying the dollar store is bad. The dollar store is great. But really, $45 for a dollar store product? No.
1: I said I was going to go faster, but I'm sorry. I have to go in here. The content. Every fucking group in K-pop has a variety show, some sort of season long situation monster x had it after no mercy they had like a debut show to kind of uh, get people to know them and they've had other shows here and there but as of the past two three years i don't know because again i haven't been around the whole time but like all the content that we get on youtube are behind the scenes from their photo shoots which i watch because again i'm a thirst bucket but where are their interactions where is the cute like I want to see their brotherly bond and like them cooking together and eating together, going to the forest uh, in the summer or the beach or going on a trip. Just fucking show me something, bro.
0: The only content we get where we get to see that is from outside sources. No, when when they have
1: a comeback and they have promotions. But yeah,
0: but it's not even from Starship. It's It's from outside sources like. It really makes absolutely no sense because, again, that is money that they're not getting. So what is the point of even having them as a group that you have signed on if you're not going to make money out of them? It's like- not
1: just the money. Like, think about it, Laura. The problem is just like talking about. Us. So we're multi stands. Right. And mm-hmm. there's like what? Twenty. 20- 25 groups that we keep on our eye on like maybe let's say 15 like really keep our eye on and the rest are like in and out there's no way for us to prioritize monster x on our list because they don't have anything that they're showing us consistently for us to be giving them the time like so we can't keep them top of mind so we don't want to like we don't have a a a thing of like oh i need to spend money on them because i'm so attached to them because they're i'm seeing their faces all the time they're not doing that like that's part of the k-pop machine that is supposed to like entice us with their marketing for us to like want to spend our money on them and we don't have that like all we get again are behind the scenes from photo shoots right now because they're not in promotions and then when they have promotions they're go on their like two three week like tour of uh like laura said outside publications and things and we get some behind the scenes of like their video shoots with which they split on two videos to like try to have more content for us you know but it's like the fuck like some sense. Content is king right now, literally. If you don't have content, you're not on top of people's minds. The way that the world works, the twenty-four hour news cycle, like the how many news that we get today about tours, about their Jesus. their <laughs> contracts, how many Jesus. groups posted today, the cup yeah. sleeves, like the fan made merch, the things like where's the fan made merch for Monster X? It, it's very
0: true. And like P1 Harmony became more popular because their company let Kiho start posting TikToks and from that they became big enough where they could do a an American tour. yeah an international tour a year after debut less than a year
1: well yeah not because of COVID and stuff but yeah like yeah he became a, his personality became like a whole thing so people Got to know the group through that, and we don't we don't have that with them. And like you know, not not saying that I am should have access to the TikTok account because it would be bare but I don't know. Train Hyungwon, like, why isn't Hyungwon DJing anymore? I wonder about that too. Like, I don't know if that has to yeah. do with him or the company, but I feel like like right now, with all the uh, pool parties and Hyo, stuff. Yeah, and Hyo, like from uh Girls' Generation, she has her calendar is packed, and Hyungwon DJed at Ultra like in 2019, I think so he has already established himself as a dj in the edm scene so unless if he doesn't want to do it anymore then forget i'm saying anything but i feel like again this man has so much like Mm -hmm. versatility and his talent and his resume like why isn't he exploiting all of that he's a great actor too i don't know Mm -hmm. if they're filming dramas or not but like jesus christ coach put me in
0: if he was filming a drama, we would know because news articles would come out of it. Not because of Starship, but just the drama itself will publish something and I haven't seen anything.
1: Anyway, the last point on the uh negligence list of things that Starship is just fucking up royally is Monster X dropped a song on July 21st with a DJ called Sam Felt And it's called Late Night Feels. So I saw a few promo posts here and there i'm gonna say like the song is from sam felt he produced it so it's like him featuring Monster x so it's not their song but because they're on the song they want the song to succeed so starship should be just as invested on the song doing well because especially if it's going to be played in festivals like this is a summer season so it festivals are happening left and right so they would want the song to catch on so people will be playing it uh but you know sam fairly unknown newer dj is doesn't really have a lot of like uh backing power with him but then again and and like you have to wonder do they want the song to succeed or do they want the song to flop because you would think that they want it to succeed and and they do because they hired 3 tiktokers with a pretty strong following in the millions to come be on the music video right so why is it that three tiktokers that have 17 million followers 22 million followers and 11 million followers respectively none of them posted about the video none of them posted about being in the video like you got hired to do a music video gig and you're not posting about it on your tiktok
0: that's weird that's very weird
1: And the song has been out for 18 days and it has at the moment 280,000 views, the video on YouTube. I don't know about, I think plays, there was a tweet that I got a lot of plays that weekend on Spotify when it dropped. But again, the YouTube video street cred situation is not giving right now Mm -hmm. at all. So I have to wonder, like, again, Starship did a few posts on Instagram and Twitter, Uh, Sam I, I literally went through his TikTok, his Instagram, and his Twitter. He was just retweeting Mumbabe's tweets. Like, Mombabe is out here working when Starship should be the ones doing the things. Yeah. And again, they hired the TikTokers, which I'm sure had a price tag attached to it. But you're going to hire them to be in the music video, and then you don't put something in the contract about them having to post it on their feeds, too?
0: Yeah, that's very weird. And just as one last point, we like them because they're grown men. Yeah, for some reason, Starship things that they belong as a headliner to NickFest, which is a Nickelodeon music festival. Nickelodeon as the children's network. <laughs> like <laughs> like we're, happy. A we're
1: happy for them to go get their paycheck, but...
0: Kathy made a joke this morning where she was like, can you imagine? <laughs> I am on stage <laughs> screaming, eat this! <laughs>
1: The While he like <laughs> to the children in the audience <laughs>
0: that's inappropriate like oh geez what a fucking mess yeah speaking of fucking messes <laughs> let us now briefly discuss their treatment of the wono scandal and his leaving the company <laughs> and the group I'm already annoyed so basically um, in a very summarized version in 2019 Wono was in two scandals at the time one was weed allegations and that's not really a scandal (laughs) here and the second one was where he owed money to a roommate and basically these two rumors ended his career with Monster X they They say he
1: chose to leave the group but if I were Starship I would have done anything to just like keep it together like put him on hiatus pay his debt do the whatever has to be done and keep the group together
0: honestly the, the even the scandal was a little sus like to me it was a little sus because when I saw the amount of money that he allegedly I don't know if it was ever proven the amount that he owed to the roommate it wasn't that much they said me,
1: it was like
0: $27,000 yeah me as a normal person that's it's a big debt but it's not like you can too pay it crazy. Off in
1: a year especially as an artist I'm probably like they, they yeah. have the money to pay that back
0: Exactly. So as an artist, I'm not quite sure how this was even considered a debt. Like, does that mean that they weren't making enough money to pay off $27,000 to someone? Like, it's just sus to me in general. And then the way that they went about it was, he was like, oh, I got to go for the better of my members. And then Starship was like, oh, yeah, you got to go.
1: So then Starship still kept him under a subsidiary called Highland Entertainment. I don't understand if like if you're worried for the backlash of the Korean audience and and, and fans, you think he's controversial enough that he needs to leave the group but not to leave the company. It doesn't make any fucking sense. There's really also doesn't. there's also talk that he was actually the, the one who was supposed to be the leader of the group up until the night before. Some conversation happened and then it went to Shonu. So, not sure what happened there, if it's true, if it's not, but I I think the fact that the rumor exists says a lot. He actually had a good solo debut after he left the group, like his first few songs. Laura, when she was introducing me to K pop and Korean music, she included two songs from Wono. So, he was actually, I listened to his music before I listened to a lot of actual like K pop groups and stuff that people usually listen to and if they were
0: good if i can explain myself um it's was literally just because thick thighs save lives and he has them and that's why i first looked at him and his music in general they were pretty popular i they're still wops to me i still listen to them i like them they were good hated the way they styled him but the, yeah, the music good. videos eh, and they're always fucking weird what bothers me about this whole fiasco is that they try to pretend that we're stupid (laughs) what i mean by that is k-pop groups are known to upload their dance practice videos and they're usually done in their practice rooms and when wono uploads a practice video it is literally the starship practice studio with the logo of the company covered and and we all know it's the same fucking room. We've seen it for years. Like it's, it just doesn't make
1: sense. There's this whole obsession with like, again, erasing his existence and pretending that him and the members don't have any more interactions when we know they're in the same building. At some point, a picture I think of him and Won and Hyungwon, uh leaked or was seen. And one had to apologize for hanging out with Wonno when he was obviously his closest member when they were in the group and and as travel buddies and stuff we know that like he's basically training them in the gym like anyone with in spanish we would say two fingers of forehead like anyone with a brain would know and knows that they're still talking they're still hanging out and that's why i think back to the beginning when we talked about the instagram post and the poll of are you ot6 or ot7 that's why i think a lot of i guess i'm i consider myself ot7 and that's why it hurts like if someone leaves a group and they never want to speak to the members again or the members never want to speak to them that's one thing i don't you know if you fuck up and and like everyone resents you and blah, blah blah that's it but it you can tell that these kids really like these men really love each other like as brothers and Last year or not too long ago, there was a wedding of one of the managers of the company. Wono was there, and so were the members. It's like it's like all these moments in the industry where people want to pretend that two people aren't talking but they're in the same gro- room together or in a plane and they're not like hanging out. It's like mama.
0: To me, that culture is super weird because like young had to apologize for being seen with Wono. But yet people are still supporting Wono in his solo activities. Like, if you think he did something so bad, then don't fucking support him at all. So you you get what I mean? Like, it makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Yeah. Personally, I am not (laughs) OT7. And my reasoning for that isn't really because of Wono's importance in the group as a person, as a friend, as a member. But to me, just musically, comparing him, well, comparing the songs prior to him leaving and after, I don't miss his voice too much. I don't miss his presence in the music videos or in the choreography too much. So that's the only reason why I'm uh, OT6. But in general, he was a very important part of Monster X for the members. And I might not miss him because I'm not his friend, but they miss him. And you can tell.
1: Again, even though I'm OT7, I'll say, I think the investment that was made on him and for his solo career wouldn't have happened had he stayed with the group. So it's like, we got to see... A different mm-hmm. side of the, a different alternate universe right. that isn't necessarily, you know, the ideal OT seven happy ending that yeah. most people would like. But there's very few groups that are still together with the same amount of members and everything uh, after their contract renewals. It's it's not a it's not a common thing for groups to remain the same. So Mm-mm. it is what it is.
0: Just in general, I do want to bring up a point that Kathy brought up to like our group chat um, a little bit ago that I I hadn't really noticed. Basically, she made a point that Wono is always on when he's on camera. Like he is always doing the most to please his fans as much as he can. And That has to be exhausting. Kathy saw this one V live where he was over it. She recorded some of it to show it to me. He was
1: exhausted. You could tell. Like it was mentally, he was over it. Physically, he was exhausted. He was in the middle of his promotions for crazy, I think. Mm -hmm. And he had the red hair. And somebody was like, please speak English. And he was like, please learn Korean. Thank you. And 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 but like in a in a very like snapback. Passive aggressive, like it wasn't fun, cute, bunny, Wono, bueno, uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he was pissed. And then the next live he did after that, he was doing fan service to the max to kind of make up for that moment. I think, you know, he's either working or working out. That man knows nothing else. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really not great. And there's something like something changed, uh, with his management or something from last year to this year because last year I feel like he was happy he was posting thirst traps left and right his thighs and his ass were in full display for all of us to ogle over on Instagram the music was a vibe like he seemed happy the v lives and everything were off the charts but right now he doesn't look happy I'm not really vibing with the music that he's putting out to be honest like crazy was not for me and then on Vlive, he barely makes like 5,000, 6,000 live watchers. And then, you know, for the on-demand, it usually goes for anywhere from 11 to 16, 17,000 views, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there's something happening there with like his fandom or I don't know, man, but he went live on IG on Instagram maybe a week or two ago. And there he got 11000 right off the bat. And when I saw that, I was like, he should stick to Instagram. Like, not, like, fuck VLive, just stick to this. But I don't know. I saw his live this morning. He did like a mukbang with McDonald's. I don't know, man. Something's happening with him. And I, I'm very kind of there concerned is. for his future and his ability to make money for Highland, Starship, and himself. I don't know I what's going on.
0: I agree. And he deserves it. The little content that I have seen... He might have fucked up, but he looks like a good person. He's absolutely adorable when he's on camera. So people make mistakes. He didn't kill anybody. His
1: mistakes here in the states would have been forgotten within the hour. It wouldn't Honestly. have. It wouldn't have cracked the news. It wouldn't have cracked Twitter like trending topics and nothing. Those are the most minor things. Like when he was on Jesse's show on Shoulder on View. My so God, weird. like that that man will do
0: anything for his fans. Like anything. It's so- literally. Like, Jesse was even surprised. Wono right. was like, let's go.
1: Yeah, let's he was. Like, he's willing do to it. do anything, <laughs> go above and beyond for the fans and for the fan service. So anyway, our wish for Wono is better music uh, that the company allows him to make, not to have him objectified so much. We know he mm-hmm. likes to show off his body and he should because he works hard on it, but there's something about the way that they dress him and objectify him sometimes that it looks like he's not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what we would like to stop like I think if he was genuinely enjoying himself we would all be enjoying ourselves with him
0: and I think that's one of the reasons why I hate every single styling choice that they make for his music videos and his comebacks because there's just something about it that doesn't sit right with me and I hadn't I hadn't fully like understood that until you just said what you said like they're just not giving that makes him, a lot of sense
1: they're not giving him any other concepts like it's dominatrix or some sort of bdsm thing like every time like he doesn't really have any other concepts going on
0: yeah and
1: they're kind of just like crop top naked chains mesh leather straps tight, impossible to get through his uh insanely bulk ter- torso let's go yeah. Let-
0: and, and his face is so cute that he literally has the best of both worlds anyway we wish the
1: best of uno but we're back to ot6 to finally just uh do what we were always going to do which was raving about the monster x concert experience uh, we got our point across our anger is out fuck starship deep breath let's move on because we really want monster x to thrive and succeed and we really hope that they do now that they decided to st- uh, stay on with starship and sign uh the contracts and let's do it let's st- let's stick with them
0: except i am good for him except i am yeah laura,
1: laura please let me help <laughs> please help me find joy
0: again so now that we went into that very dark hole <laughs> Let's come back into the light. Yes. Let's go back to June 1st and how excited we were for this concert. This was for us one of the concerts that, after PTD, this was it. We love their songs. We love them. We had been looking forward to it for so long. Like, we were ready. We were ready. Two years of preparations. (laughs) Like,
1: It was time. And the fact that they decided to include South Florida (gasps) in their stops, like talk about being God's favorites. Florida never feels like God's favorite. I never feel right about living in the state, but the fact that they came here, they're the only big, big group that has come here and that we didn't have to travel for, for to go to the concert. So that was amazing. Amazing. It really, it really, amazing, literally made my heart flutter
0: (laughs) hmm they had a lot of cities in their tour
1: yeah no so uh again they included south florida on the list because they're kings and we love them for that and originally without the panorama having happened the concert would have been on june 24th 2020 then it was mm-hmm. moved to may tenth, twenty 2021 which is when laura bought the tickets she bought them in march uh for mm-hmm. the concert in may hoping that restrictions would have been lifted by then but that didn't happen so then it got just put on hold. We didn't know when they were coming. Then they were supposed to stop by for Jingle Ball. But again, that got canceled day of because of the Omicron variant doing the most. And then once um, it was rescheduled to February 17th of 2022, and then again, maybe a week or two before that, they announced that they were not going to come on that date and they were going to reschedule again. And then they ended up finally coming on June 1st, 2022. And um, it was amazing. It was great. We were so happy. We lived our best I'm lives. Happy. We dressed up. We brought freebies to give out at the concert. There was a random play dance. And um, it was great. It was a really, really fun uh, time here. And I think that we all, we I was really worried because the arena wasn't sold out. And then we came to realize that they actually had one of the bigger venues here in Florida, which again was surprising. It was a big bet that they took but I think it paid off. I think they felt Mm -hmm. the energy here, and I think, aside from the fact that they all, you know, everyone probably says, like, I want to come back, and they did. Like, I think they meant it. It felt like they meant it.
0: I agree. When I bought the tickets, I wanted to go to a K-pop concert really badly, and they were the only people that had tickets available and hadn't canceled their concerts, which sus, but at the time i was happy because i wanted something kathy graciously said let's go and we were able to get amazing seats like amazing seats i could see them we could literally see their faces it was amazing
1: it was great yeah i have i have it in my notes a public heartfelt thank you to Lauda for getting those tickets in 2021 before i was even committed because they were really really good seats like so good great seats
0: we were super close to the stage, but also in the raced area. So we didn't have to fight tall people to see. So it was perfect. They gave us all the hits. Their set list was mm-hmm. like
1: 24, 20, yeah, 23, 24 songs deep. Yeah. The The tour changed names a couple of times and it was the different eras that it was supposed to be because of all the reschedulings and stuff. But we're pretty happy with uh, what we got. Honestly, yeah. like the set list was really good.
0: I was never expecting wildfire to be one of the songs and I am so happy young Un brought it to us and he brought it to us in a big way because he made it one of the uh, like each member had the time to do like a little solo mm-hmm. part um within the concert and he picked that song for his and he gave us choreography vocals everything stage present it was really really amazing mm-hmm. I was I was I was very happy. It was great. It
1: was great. Um, We also, we miss Shono a lot. We really, like when we, when Laura first got the tickets, we would have seen them if they, if he had come in May, I think, I I think he still had the eye injury at the time, but he probably would have made it still for the concert. But then once uh, he enlisted, obviously we knew he wasn't going to be there when we, when the concert finally happened. So we missed him, and and the shootout played before the concert. Like they had some videos playing before, and Laura and I were both like, like vibrating, like <laughs> by ourselves in his honor. Because, my God, <laughs> what an iconic man and what an iconic dance move.
0: We don't Ooh. have his titties, but we tried. <laughs> we don't. We don't.
1: Or his or his uh, talent for dancing, but we really that tried. Too. <laughs> we really tried to make him proud. <laughs>
0: one of the weird parts of it was the venue was pretty big but i didn't feel like they had enough merch areas
1: they didn't for and they weren't really like
0: spread out so for some reason they they thought the best place to put a fucking merch stand was in are you fucking kidding me? Like, it,
1: was so it was such a shit show. Like the, the ropes thing, like, you know, the blockers <laughs> kept getting broken and people kept getting through. It was such a fuck. Like we, I got in like with maybe five minutes to spare before the show started. Like Laura went to get, Laura and I we split up to like divide and conquer. She goes for the alcohol. I go for the merch. We got out what we needed and then we enjoyed the show. It was a really good vibe. It was a great vibe. Uh, South Florida has this thing where like, globally vocalists are more revered and more loved Mm. and they perform better in terms of sales of items but south florida is very rappers biased and i feel attacked, and i feel very toxic because that's literally my entire bias branding situation like the rap lines so everybody was like dying over i am and i was just like fall in line bitches like he's here for me like the lulu (laughs) record levels high and I am I just want to ask why because my god when he came out for his little solo moment and he started with goddamn, I just about lost it and then he like stopped singing and he changed to his other song and I was just like if anybody knows what edging is I was there okay that's what I'm gonna say and then Min Hyuk's uh Ongshimi changed my life seeing it live I was not expecting that that the showmanship a yellow suit the oh, choreography that yellow the suit. serious delivery the the vocals the track the the tease that there's a second thing coming that juhan already prepared for him the it, the it's the trot anthem of my life right after otsukare actually no on shimmy once never mind whatever it is what it is and the lexus photo cards girl so monza x and i guess like their uh western company probably finagled some sort of uh, partnership with lexus to uh for promotion for branding for sponsorship for money purposes and then they had photo cards available at the venue but you could only get a photo card if you showed them that you had a lexus car control thingy so i had seen that and i have a couple of like friends that i knew had lexus cars and i was going to ask them if they had like a spare that they could lend me for a couple days at the concert, but like with the with like the craziness of like my job and life and whatever, it didn't happen. So I got to the venue and I was super sad. I was like, oh my God, we don't have we're not gonna get the the photo cards. But then while I was at the merch line, I literally turned around to my other friends that we had met up with at the concert and I was like, does anybody have Alexis? Like does anybody drive Alexis? and my friend Claire our friend Claire was like I do and so she gave me her keys and then I gave them back to her and then our other two friends also used them individually on their own so we all got the photo cards thanks to Claire uh with the same set of keys like this lady did not care thankfully and just gave us all the photo cards and then I split my set with Laura so Laura has uh very fucking kindly because I really wanted them all for myself um but I gave he Laura
0: gave me two
1: I gave her Juhan, and I again. My heart was. I'm like... always ready to lay it all on line for him, but I I gave it to her. I kept I am. I kept Young One, and I kept King Hyun, uh, and she got Min Hyuk and and Juhan, which are like her tops aside from Shownu. So, anyway, uh there's a joke, a running joke in the in in the fandom now that like if you own the 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 Monster X cards from tour, those are the most expensive photo cards to exist because you need a literal Lexus to get them. So yeah, that was but they're great. They're great photo cards. So I regret nothing. That's pretty much it. Like the concert was amazing. Now the last part of news, I guess that we're going to talk about really quickly to wrap things up is what's, what's in the future for Monster X. So we have two things looming in the horizon. One just got solved today, which was their contracts, which is today is uh, August 8th. And we found out that Shonu, Kihyun, Hyungwon, Minhyuk, and Juhan all signed on with Starship again for extended contracts. Shonuki Han and Hyunwon had signed before May 9th. The news mm-hmm. came out on May 9th that they had signed. And they Minhyuk, IM, and Juhan were still negotiating with the company until now, which is a long time to be negotiating. So today we found out officially that I.M. is no longer going to remain with Starship, which makes me extremely happy, as you can imagine, from all the ranting that I've done this episode. I'm surprised more of them didn't opt to leave, especially like yeah. Minyuk, because he openly disses them and drags them all the time. <laughs> so like, damn, yeah. they must have really offered him a really good uh, package because, wow. Uh, so we'll see where am goes after this, and we wish him all the best. We're going to support him all as hard as we can and then the other thing is enlistment which uh, every Korean man has to serve before they turn 30 and Shonu's currently in the military and we've been hearing for a while that the five of them are going to enlist at the same time which would make a lot of sense we think for their careers so they can all just go and come back at the same time instead of having to stagger their group activities
0: the only thing that makes me think that might not happen it might be everyone but I am is mm-hmm. the fact that he did split away from Starship. Yeah. They're still part of he's still part of the group and the group is still very much together. Yeah. But he might want to take some time now to establish himself in his solo activities outside of starship and do it right because they fucking didn't do it right and push his enlistment a little bit he's still i mean he's the maknae so he has not that much time because he's 96 six yeah not that much time but still way more time than the other five yeah
1: we'll see what happens i think the message is that they genuinely do love each other they they they're one of those groups where you can tell that they care for each other genuinely and they enjoy working together So we're happy that they found each other in the midst of the most horrible survival show of all time. Well, Stray Kids was also pretty bad. Yeah. And they did not fall victim to the seven-year curse. Yeah, I just really admire them. They're really strong. They're really tough. They work really, 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 really hard. So I hope Starship gets their shit together. Like, I really hope because they're tanking them. I said what I said. I meant it. I think I've shown enough receipts to prove they really are not doing their best as a company for them. So... We'll
0: see what happens. I agree. They're a great group. They're one of my tops. And I just hope to see a lot more of them, whether it's with the group as as uh, six or just individually. I know they are all super talented and have it in them to do really great solo, solo projects as well as come back with something new, especially if Juhani is in charge of producing um, most of the songs. I guess. In conclusion, for me, I miss Shonu and his big titties. And, and
1: with that, thanks for <laughs> watching slash listening. <laughs> Nothing else can be said Thank after you. That. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode, which was very different for us as a rant. And we hope you go look at pictures of Shonu's big titties after this because they're worth it. And
0: it's that kind of feeling. Bye.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
0: And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K podcast. Dale! Bye!